Welcome to another edition of the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services. Ethan Greenberg, Eric Allen here in the BetMGM studio. Today's episode, we have Pierre Desir in the house, who's one of the more unique stories of the NFL when you look at his track. And I know EA mentioned that to him in the interview. And Pierre Desir is just a good dude. I mean, we've only met him virtually, but... Yeah, well, we haven't met him. <laughs> we haven't technically met him in person. But he, from seems all like a, he seems like a lovely dude, down to earth. Uh, like you said, his journey, uh, his trek uh, to the New York Jets is really something. Uh, we only had an opportunity to speak to him maybe like 10, 12 minutes. But uh, what is very impressive about him and many young guys in the National Football League, it doesn't receive a lot of headlines, but he – has taken his platform and went out and helped the various communities that he has somehow touched throughout his life. So you got to give him a lot of props. Actually, right around the time he was released, he donated 20,000 meals to St. Louis. And I think that Pierre Desir, one of the more unique things about him, you read all the articles online about what he's done in the community and, of course, what he's done on the field, but he's a Broadway lover. And that was one of the things he said to me when after he signed, he said, look, one of the perks is that I'm really close to Broadway, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to see a show because obviously Broadway is shut down right now. I didn't realize it until you just told me a moment ago that Broadway still is shut down. Yes, I knew it when the pandemic really struck this country in March and everything basically closes doors that Broadway was shut down. But now that we're back here in the office, sometimes I – forget because we're so football focused that uh, the pandemic is still impacting other entertainment venues like Broadway. And that is such um, such a signature New York thing for people to do is to t- participate and go out in the nightlife and, and watch the tremendous entertainment we have here. So uh, unfortunately, Pierre's going to have to wait a little bit while, while longer and hopefully we get uh, – vaccine really soon i drove through Times square earlier in the pandemic and you could hear a pin drop it was extremely weird well especially for a guy who grew up in manhattan i i gotta imagine that's wild yeah it's it's like something you couldn't really imagine it almost was kind of like out of a movie like uh like uh, 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 what, what's the movie I'm thinking? I am Legend. I mean that's. Uh, Will, I'm Will not comp- Smith. Yeah, exactly. I'm not comparing the plots. Here. I did like I am Legend because Will Smith did have his dog still. You know. What I'm yeah. Saying? Yeah. EA is big dog. Uh, a man and his dog. You know, something about it pulled me in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear from Pierre Desir about a number of things that include Broadway, his time on the field, his time with the Colts, and really just his entire path to the NFL. Now joined by Jets cornerback Pierre Desir. Pierre, thanks a lot for joining us here on the official Jets podcast. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. So in our prior conversations throughout the virtual offseason, I've still yet to meet you in person, same with EA, but we've talked a lot about Broadway and your love of Broadway. So I know you must be extremely happy or were extremely happy when Hamilton dropped on Disney+. Plus. Absolutely. I've seen it about, I've seen it in person three times. Seeing it on Disney Plus about probably about ten times, so I was uh, very excited to see it on uh, that it was on TV. What did you like so much about Hamilton? I liked that it was like they incorporated hip hop. Um, I just I just like how they told the story, um, and you know, theater has always been a love of mine. And 
just seeing that come hip hop and theater come together it was just uh, it was a beautiful thing. Where did your love of theater start, and how old were you? I would say the my love of theater started in middle school, so I was probably like uh, twelve years old. Um, I was in a couple of drama classes, and I just liked the way that you you were able to express yourself and you could be you know you could be a different person or you can like. Uh, just do all these type of things, and um, I just always had a love for that. Went to many plays in uh, in school. Never got involved. I was a little bit chicken, but uh, always <laughs> uh, always appreciated the arts. So, so you never acted? I never acted. I always wanted to. I always wanted to. You know, maybe that's something I'll venture on. Uh, you know, after my career. Who are actors out there that you really enjoy? You talked about watching Hamilton, but uh, whether it's on Broadway or the big screen and uh, uh, the movies? Who, who are guys that you like watching? Uh, number one, I, I mean, no order, but, you know, Chadwick Boseman, uh, you know, definitely, uh, he had a lot of range. Um, Denzel Washington, someone that I looked up to, was uh, a great actor when I was younger. Um, I mean, Will Smith, any Will Smith movie, I, I, I just go see. Um, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, there's this. I mean, there's so many great actors out there, and I just try to, uh, you know, just see how they they uh, they change from you know character to character. Samuel Jackson plays everything, um, you know, but most of the time he plays very mad. But you know, he has a lot of range as well. Um, so yeah, there's just there's many different actors that I look at, and um, I just always appreciate how well they can really reach out to the audience. Pierre, did you know that fellow cornerback? Bless Austin wants to be an actor after his football career. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't know that. You see, we haven't had a time to really go out and you know venture out to you know go see a play. So I mean, I'll, once everything you know settles down, we can do that. Definitely hit up Bless so we can go see one. <laughs> are you a cut the cord guy, or or do you have cable at home? And what are you into watching now? What I'm into watching now, whatever Netflix says is their top ten. I try to watch whatever Netflix says. Um, you know, you know, Game of Thrones is over with, um, and uh, so there's not really, you know, that was like my binge uh, watching show. Um, you know, I actually started picking up Grey's Anatomy. And I was like, you know, might as well, there's a million seasons, might as well start watching that show. So I'm all over the place. Pierre, uh, I asked Bless Austin this question, and it involves him and acting. So I want to ask you the same thing. I said to Bless, okay. if you could choose any actor to play yourself in a movie, who would you choose? He said he would choose Michael B. Jordan. So if somebody were to play Pierre Desir in a movie, who would you choose to play Pierre Desir? Oh, man. Well, if it was like a biopic, I would have to start out like a, you know, a young Michael B. Jordan, me in my youth, and he just Alba when I'm a little bit older. Um, maybe a little bit Denzel when I get probably like 40s-ish. So, I mean, I have a, I have a list of guys that would play me as I go out through my, throughout my life. <laughs> I have to go back. I, I kind of actually have who would play. But, uh, yeah, Michael B. Jordan definitely, uh, you know, right now in my age. Hey, let's uh, trace you back all the way to your childhood in Haiti. Do you? How much mm -hmm. do you remember that growing up? Because you were there until about four, right? Do you remember anything a little bit when you were a little guy? No, nah, just very little. You know, just the stories. And, you know, I get a lot of it from pictures that I've seen, um, um, just, you know, as, when, that, when that happened, you know, I'm moving from Haiti uh, into America, so 
uh, I mean, into the States. So I was just trying to really, uh, everything happened so fast, you know, and me trying to pick up a new language. So it's kind of all kind of gets bottled up when I moved over there. But, uh, you know, my parents tell me stories all the time and, um, you know, that definitely helps um, fill in the gap. Pierre, do you speak any French? Creole? I speak a little bit. I speak a little bit. I, know, I speak enough to know someone's talking bad about me. Um, so that definitely helps. Uh, and, you know, my mom, she tries her, she tries her best because she, when you call her, you have to speak French to her first and foremost. So uh, she, she definitely gets us back on that, uh, trying to get back into Creole speaking. Uh, how much have you had the opportunity to go back? Uh, you know, unfortunately, I was I was supposed to go back in March. Uh, I mean, to go in March, but because of the situation. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, in in college, uh, in around 2000, 2010, I was going to go back, and then the earthquake happened. So uh, you know, I'm looking forward to go back. Um, I have so much family there: um, cousins, aunts, uh, grandparents still live in Haiti. Um, and so I'm just very excited to get the opportunity to go there and live with them. Pierre, can you talk a little bit about earlier this offseason, you donated 20,000 meals to the St. Louis Food Bank. Just you're a really good dude. And for Jets fans that don't know that you are a good dude, I think they're going to think this is a great story. So can you just explain where your love of giving back to the community comes from and how you try to give back in many different ways? You know, I, my parents have always uh, instilled a belief that, you know, if you if you give back um, to someone in need, whether it's your time, um, money, um, that's going to help that person. It's going to help the next person. So for me, it's just what my, my parents have taught me. And, and being in the position that I am, I think that it's my duty to help others that are in need. And uh, you know, I try to do whatever I can and try to reach out to those um, in need, especially during the pandemic. And I know how important it was for kids um, to go to school um, and get those meals. So I just try to do whatever I can, reach out to whoever I need to, and just try to make a difference. You were the Colts' Peyton Manning. Uh, I'm sorry. You were the Colts' Walter Peyton Man of the Year. Can you talk about the programs you were involved in in Indianapolis and now coming here, like you mentioned, in the midst of a pandemic? What are some things that you're trying to establish here and maybe in the tri-state area? Uh, right now, I'm partnered with an organization that I've worked with in the past called Samaritan Seed. And uh, we're actually setting up a, uh, a shoe distribution in, um, in October. And uh, that organization is set out to help everyone uh, who, who do not have shoes, um, try to give uh, everyone an opportunity to have that luxury to have a pair of shoes. Um, that's that's an organization, Samaritan Speed, that's close to my heart. Um, I've done it in um, in Indy, I've done it in St. Louis, um, and I'm excited to have a shoe distribution uh, in the upcoming month. What did it mean to you to have that honor bestowed upon you? Walter Payton, such a great football player, but he was so instrumental in what he did in the community. You know, that award for me, when I, you know, I got nominated, uh, I, it made me realize how important it was, um, you know, that community. Um, I, I know a lot of times we get locked up in, you know, football, 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 but, uh, you know, that uh, being able to show the community that we are there for them, um, even with our schedule. And I think that's very important. And uh, I was just, you know, very blessed and honored to be able to 
be, you know, nominated. Um, but, it, you know, it's always about the community. We want them to know, even though we're always, you know, in, in our books and about football, that they do matter. Pierre, we only have like three minutes with you. It's 321. You got meetings at 330. We're speaking to you before you go back to Indianapolis. So I'm just curious, how, how do you, one, the other day you said there's some type of way that you're feeling when you go up against Indianapolis, even though that's yet to happen, but how do you make sure that you don't let those emotions overcome and almost take over you? Uh, you know, uh, for me, it's, it's just making sure I, I know my job. I know that uh, there's going to be guys on the sideline that's going to you know, say some things or chirp, but not to really let that uh, you know get to me. I know we have, we're going in there and we're going in there for a win. And that's my main focus. Um, and that's what I'm going to be worried about the most is doing my job and making sure I can help the team. What can you say about your journey, man? You grew up in Haiti. You came over here. You've got to be the only player in NFL history who went to Lindenwood and Washburn, <laughs> then yeah, drafted, of course, me. in the fourth round. And, and you've, You've played on a number of teams throughout your career. What can you say about uh, the Pierre Desir track that you have lived so far? Uh, I never doubted myself. I always believed in what I could do. I always kept faith, and I had great people that I surrounded myself with that kept me motivated, and I never took no for an answer. You know, when adversity hit, I just kept going, kept pushing, and I wasn't going to let anyone tell me um, I was going to live out my dream. So I just kept going and, and persevered. Where's that ball going, the first interception in green and white? Uh, you got that the other day. Where's that going to be? Oh, man, that's that's, uh, that's, that's going to go in the man cave with all the jerseys and stuff that I have. And um, you know, I, have the jer I have the jersey from the game, so I'm going to keep that and put it in a special, special place. All right, last question for you. Describe Lindenwood in a single word or phrase. Uh, Lindenwood, the best Division II school in the country. All right. All right. <laughs> That's great. That's how we wrap up here, Pierre. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks, Pierre. I appreciate it. Thank you. EA, are you a Broadway person? Um, I'm not against Broadway. I haven't been to a show in a long time. Well, a long well, time. Okay. I think the last show I saw was a, a musical, and uh, God, I can't even remember. I can't, I can't even remember the name of it. I'm more of a play guy than a musical. Okay, yeah. that's fair. How about you? I, I took theater in high school because my options were theater or second science, and I didn't want to do a second science. That's what you told Pierre, yeah. I, so, I was listening. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't in the interview, though. It was before the interview. So I took theater, and as part of our homework, we had to go see two Broadway shows every, I think it was a year or every trimester. I think it was a year, though. And... You have to write up a like a criticism, like as if you were going to value the play. How would you critique it, yeah. and what did you think of it? And it was fun homework, but I think I am. I'm not against Broadway. I, I'm not itching to go to a Broadway show. I'd rather go see a movie than go to Broadway. Oh, really? That's yeah. interesting. Would you not? Um, shoot, I haven't been to a movie theater theater <laughs> in a long time. I'm the kind of guy who, if a movie's coming out. I'll wait for it to hit because on demand, it, it, it's no time oh, nowadays. Man. You, you what, have a what problem was, with what that? What was the last movie you saw in person? Man, I, I don't even know. 
I really don't. <laughs> I, 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 movie theaters are open now, though, right? Yeah, I think so. I think in a very limited capacity, though. How about this? My sisters and I went in on a Christmas present a couple years ago where we got my parents Hamilton tickets. And my really? mom really enjoyed that. My dad was a former, is a former history government politics teacher. So uh, they both got a Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Did you watch Hamilton when it came out on Disney Plus? That's a no. That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> That's on demand. That fits the EA criteria. It's on demand. It is. You don't have to move. I need shows. We keep on asking these guys what shows they're watching and binge watching and all this stuff. And uh, I, I had to find a new program because the last one that was I was really into was uh, on Showtime. That was Ray, Ray Donovan. Ray right? Donovan. It's done. I, I heard uh, it's not coming back. I'm quite pissed off. <laughs> Wait, Why, so, what show should I be watching? Wait, well, Every time we're on a podcast, I feel like you bring up Peaky Blinders with dudes. Oh, last Pe guy Peaky Blinders Burials. is good. Peaky Blinders is a good show. Yeah. I definitely suggest that. Yeah. But I was going to ask you, you asked Pierre, did he cut the cord or is he a cable guy? I'm still a cable guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm still paying, a cable I'm, guy, I'm, too. Pay, I'm paying too much money. I, the problem is I'm a sports guy, so like the when I have an opportunity maybe to view something, it's 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, uh, maybe I'll go to the gym, and then you just turn on the tube and just kind of relax just for the a tube. little. tube, nice. Just for a little bit. But my thing with apps is I wouldn't know, oh, well, this one has this, but this one has this, that one has that. And it seems like I, I need the all-encompassing one, you know? Yeah, I, I so I have cable. By the way, we're not sponsored by any app out here, so we are taking applications. No, we, pun no, intended. no, no, no. Official Chats oh. podcast powered by AWS. We're not taking applications. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, they they can get in a segment, maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Maybe you got to hook you up with an all-encompassing mm -hmm. app. Yes. So I have cable, but then on the TV there's also Netflix, and through Xbox you can download uh, Netflix, HBO Go, Disney Plus, Hulu. It, but I, I, I have a I have a Roku at home, and don't tell anybody. But I think there's a way I can jump on Netflix. Uh, I don't want to divulge how that's all happening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. So this, I want to end yeah. the podcast. Yeah, we got to talk with, about Pierre Desir. Oh, right? I was going to try to profile cares, you a show. Nobody cares about us. What? I was going to try to profile you a show, like okay. The Sopranos. No, you have you seen The Sopranos? I've seen Sopranos, but I haven't watched it from beginning to end. And you can't say that if you're living in Jersey. So I just did not say that. Okay, never mind. Uh, why did you see Sopranos? No, I, I did. I my sophomore year roommate college was like you got to watch the show yeah. so we watched it he rewatched it with me so yeah. we watched it beginning to end uh you know it, james gandolfini was a huge jets fan mm -hmm. and he used to come out to games and uh, speaking of gentlemen he was a great guy and uh, he treated uh people at this organization so well and you know him being at games was just cool because when you thought of the jets in new york and new jersey thought of Gandolfini so I mean that's one guy who is iconic and is always gonna you know leave an imprint I think on this region and it sucks that he left us far too soon one thing about Pierre Desir before we wrap up kind of like his path to the NFL winding his beginning of his Jets career is kind of winding and bumpy as well he had the hamstring injury that held him out of training camp for a long time gets the start in week one gets benched in week one, and then in week two, this is this is epitome of the NFL. You always got to stay ready because Pierre Desir had an opportunity to pick off 
Nick Mullins, and he cashed in on it. And sometimes the ball finds you, and sometimes when the ball finds you, that leads you in another direction. And uh, Desir made a lot of plays on the ball in Indianapolis, especially last season. I think he had three picks, but a lot of p- pass defenses. So hopefully his best play is in front of him. He's not a guy who's going to make excuses. But that's a tough start when you're dealing with the hamstring throughout training camp. He did not have one practice out there where he's participating in team drills so you would think his best is yet ahead of him and the Jets are going to need him over the course of these next 13 games because they just played the Colts on Sunday we're taping prior to that game and you know that game is going to be special for him he played three years there uh did most of uh his damage throughout his professional career as far as his highlights with the Colts and they let him go in March and then the Jets signed him a few days later. So uh, obviously it's going to mean a lot. When guys say, oh, it doesn't mean anything to me that I'm going against a team who let them go, that's just not true. It's somebody just fired you from your job. So, yeah, you're going to be somewhat emotional about it, but how can you uh, compartmentalize that and also focus on the task at hand? And this guy's a professional, and and I hope uh, Jets fans enjoyed just getting a – little sneak peek on who Pierre Desir is, and I'm sure they'll be rooting for him throughout the year. I feel like Pierre Desir is one of those guys where if you got dinner with him, you just come away like being like, man, that's just a really good dude. And he, I'm sure he has some great stories from his childhood to his path to the NFL, even just being in the NFL. I mean, he, he's a veteran now, and to be able to scratch and claw to where he's made it essentially is really telling of who he is as a person. He's one of. 12, 13 guys who were affiliated with this organization who were with the Colts at one point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, that's, a, that's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, most of these guys all have interesting stories, but his stands out because born in Haiti, coming over here at four, going to a couple small, very small schools, and then taking a – uh, not a direct route here in the National Football League. And in high school, he's a former track star, too, by the way. Pierre Desir is a very interesting person. He could almost be in, like, the Dos Equis commercial. Most interesting man in the world. I like it. All right. And that's yeah. how we wrap up here on the official Jets podcast, powered by Amazon Web Services. We'll see you next week.